sometimes the firefighters that are just here for the t-shirt will still show up to a fire scene, uh, but they haven't showed up to trainings or meetings. Uh, we'll have new apparatus or new equipment or, or reorganization of equipment, and uh, when they do show up, they're lost. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. Enchanted Sky Studios in Prescott, Arizona. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategies, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. Do you ever get the idea there are some people doing this job who really aren't into it? Oh, they're around. They're around the station, around the fire ground. They're around, but that's all. They're mostly found in the ranks of volunteer departments. These are the guys who want to wear the t-shirt and say they're a firefighter, but don't actually want to do the work it takes. Now, you may want to just jettison these people, but volunteers are hard to come by these days, so what if you could motivate them to become actual assets on the fire ground? My guest today would like to see that happen. Jeremy Perrin is the chief of the Scott County Rural Fire District in Missouri. It's a volunteer agency, and Jeremy was hired to head it up in 2010. He has 20 years in emergency services. And Jeremy Perrin joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's start by defining the scope of the problem. How common is this attitude, really? I'm going to say it's pretty common. Uh, I can only speak for areas in southeast Missouri, but I do travel quite a bit and speaking to other fire chiefs. I mean, everybody seems to be having the same problem. And the problem is that these guys would rather say they're a firefighter than actually do the work of being a firefighter. Is that a fair statement? I think that's pretty fair, yes. It's pretty known that the, the, the fire service is experiencing problems in recruitment and retention and and part of the problem is getting some of the younger folks that are are joining for the wrong reasons and just looking for the glory of calling themselves a fireman but they don't want to show up when it's time to train or or especially in the volunteer setting to train or or to uh, make the meetings or keep the the apparatus and equipment up or uh, more importantly attend the uh, the calls What's the impact of having these sort of people on board? Are they just dead weight, or is there more to it than that? They are dead weight, but um, it's a lot more than that because bad news travels faster than good news. Uh, So you get somebody that that just wants the T-shirt and is wearing the T-shirt out in public and and doing something uh, unethical or or something illegal or or just their, their overall appearance, then that's going to impact your, your department, either in a positive way or a negative way. But 
the negative way is the tends to be the uh, the stuff that gets spread a lot quicker than the good stuff. And it seems to me that part of the problem here is that these folks don't realize that a firefighter is never really off duty because you're always in the public eye. So can officers rely on discipline or even just cutting them loose to fix this problem? Well, um, I think that's going to, I think it fixes the problem for, for each specific department. If the leaders of that department uh, gain the reputation that they're not going to tolerate the said behavior, then these glory hounds will tend to find other agencies to join. And, and that particular agency that has the, the more strict or professional leadership is going to, that stands its ground, is going to, to maintain a little bit more of a positive effect. How do these guys get into the ranks of volunteers? Is it because there's a shortage of people and so they're just chosen hoping they'll be all right? Well, I do think policing the applications for volunteer services probably need to to um, strengthen up a little bit and look at these guys a little bit more. But I do think because the recruitment problem is so high that if there's nothing on their criminal record and they pass a drug test, then they're going to be looked at to be a, to be a volunteer firefighter. And that's when they're given the shirt and department ID. And then that's typically when the uh, uh, immoral stuff and the unethical stuff begins. How frustrating do you find it when guys who don't participate still call themselves members of the Brotherhood as though they were actually doing the job? I think it's really frustrating. It, it uh, The ones that are dedicated and that do do the job and are there all the time, I think it impacts them a lot more, which in turn affects the overall morale of each department in a negative way. As you know, I mean, if the morale is down, then, then everything else is kind of downhill from there. There's the problem they're infecting the good guys' morale with their morale problems, which leads to an overall decline. So what solutions have you found effective to deal with this problem? Just a lot of policing, a lot of communication, stricter policies, and, and holding to it, and realizing that uh, you know, if these volunteers are not showing up just because they're a name on the roster, you're not really losing anything by getting rid of them because uh, they're not showing up to the calls or trainings or meetings anyway. So tell them to kick rocks and, and show your other members that you're willing to, to uh, do that and that kind of lets them know that they need to keep their game face on and be ready to go. It seems to work pretty good. If you like Code 3, you'll love the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more discussion with our guests on any topic. Sometimes it's serious. Anywhere from 14 to 18,000 volts of electricity shot into my right hand and exited my right leg and right arm. Spent about four and a half months in a burn unit. Sometimes it's not so serious. And once again, I, I referred to the late Chief Brunacini. I can remember when his book first came out, Fireground Command, there were people that were ready to hang him in effigy. And, and nowadays we refer to him as St. Bruno. But it's only available to patrons of Code 3. Find out what you've been missing Go to Code3Podcast.com slash support.
Pledge just $10 a month to support Code 3, and you'll get immediate access to all the Bull sessions in our library and future interviews as we post them. Become a patron today. So have you run into this problem in your department at times? Absolutely. How widespread is it? I mean, is it? do you find that it happens more frequently than you would expect, or is it uncommon? Well, our department, we have uh, around just shy of 50 volunteers, and uh, typically on a annual basis, uh, we're, we're rotating out about 10 to 12 people. Um, so I would say it's, it's very typical. How effective is it to try to turn these people's attitude around and turn them into someone who's productive? Well, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I definitely don't just release them uh, off of their stats or, or uh, provable no-shows, if you will. I mean, we tried some counseling sessions and working with them to get them motivated, but nine times out of ten, uh, once their mindset is set, it's there. I'm going to say that the the uh, track record of being able to turn somebody's attitude around is slim to none on this particular topic. Either they're in it or they're not. On the scale of things that give a fire chief of a volunteer department heartburn, how high up is this particular problem? Oh, I would say it's definitely a scale of 1 to 10. It's probably an 8 to a 9. Um, I mean, if you're not maintaining your morale and and expectations that you have of your of your firefighters then what do you really have i mean you you have a failing fire department and failing quickly so i would say that it's it's the the, the headache and the the heartburn if you will is is very high and it's got to affect operations as well because if you have x number of people on the roster but there's a certain portion of them that you can count on to not be available. It's got to be hard to staff in for for fire Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes no the Thank you. firefighters that are just here for the T-shirt will still show up to a fire scene, uh, but they haven't showed up to trainings or meetings. And we'll have new apparatus or new equipment or, or reorganization of equipment. And uh, when they do show up, they're lost. And obviously it's not training time in the middle of a, working incident, so they're standing over the corner with their hands in their pockets, not knowing what to do or where anything is, and that's the stuff that the citizens see, and, and you know, we're in the eyes of cameras most of the time via cell phones with the, the citizens nowadays, and they're not up on our scene, so the only narrator is the folks holding the cameras, so that's who everybody's going to believe, and, and when they're showing us on video of firefighters just standing around or uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be firefighters, police officers, any any job. The the narrator is the camera holder. So uh, that negative news is going to travel fast, and then it's going to deter people from wanting to volunteer with that said department. And it's uh, it's a, a vicious cycle, of a pain in the ass. Jeremy Perrin, thanks for talking with me today on Code 3. No problem. Thank you. And we put some information about the people who need a little motivation on our website at code3podcast.com slash job. Check it out. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. 
I want to hear what you think of the show, so just email me. Scott at Co3Podcast.com. I'm reading them all, so send them in. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.